I ended up bringing my five 3D printers home, and this is my 12th day of printing uh, masks and the mask extenders that uh, they use on the disposable mask. And yesterday I started printing um, face shields. So wow. printers are going 24-7. Right now they're getting a break because they're kind of loud in the background, so I'm sure they appreciate that too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> It has been pretty amazing, and I have, you know, it has kept me very, very busy. And uh, But the thing I like the most is I feel like I, I'm helping in what feels like a helpless situation. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join your hosts, Michael and Jenna, as they discuss all things ORAU through interviews with our experts who provide innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers. They'll talk about ORU's storied history, how we're impacting an ever-changing world, and our commitment to our community. Welcome to Further Together, the ORU podcast. Welcome to the ORU Further Together podcast. And today we are talking about something very interesting in this time of telework and pandemic viruses and all of that interesting stuff. Jenna, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Working party of one over here. So, you know, <laughs> well, me it's and the, the dog, right here. it is totally the new normal. Um, part of me really can't wait to get back to normal, but you know, it is what it is and we're all doing this. So, um, it's, you know, it is what it is and we are where we are. But today we're talking to two guests who've been on the podcast before. We have Renee Powell, who is the 2019 Extreme Classroom Makeover winner from Lanier Elementary School in Blount County, and Kayla Canario, who works on our K-12 STEM education staff. And they're doing some really cool things for first responders and medical staff who are really on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic um, here in our community. And um, they're printing, printing, 3D printing, I love this, um, mm-hmm. components of personal protective equipment. So masks. How cool, and, How cool um, is that? I know, right? And ear guards and different things. So um, first up, I'd like for Renee, um, great to have you. and. By the way, everyone, this is our first all Zoom. Like, none of us are in the room together, so this is an experiment for us. So <laughs> we're really hoping this goes well. Um, yeah. All, all Zoom podcast episode. And Renee is at her home in Blount County. And Renee, talk about how you got started in printing N95 masks and basically what you're doing. Um, and how long you've been doing this, how many you printed, all of all of the things. Okay. Uh, thanks for having me on, Michael and Jenna. Um, I, as you know, work at the elementary school, and when we first decided we were not going to go back after spring break, um, we, we decided we'd do our meals for them. So I would go in every day and deliver meals to students who could not get to the school. Every day I would go in my classroom and see all these 3D printers. Well, my 
personal primary or my primary care physician had sent me a link to a, a N95 mask that could be 3D printed. And I had this in the back of my mind. Every time I was in my classroom, I thought, oh, I should try it. Well, maybe not. I don't know. So I tried it with one, and it got pretty good. So I thought, okay. So somebody had posted on Facebook about needing a mask. So I just put a picture of the one mask I had, <laughs> put a picture on there, and it kind of exploded from there. Um, you know, so it's a good thing. Um, but I ended up bringing my five 3D printers home, and this is my 12th day of printing uh, mask and the mask extenders that uh, they use on the disposable mask. And yesterday I started printing um, face shields. So wow. printers are going 24-7. Right now they're getting a break because they're kind of loud in the background, so I'm sure they appreciate that too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> It has been pretty amazing, and I have, you know, it has kept me very, very busy. And uh, But the thing I like the most is I feel like I, I'm helping in what feels like a helpless situation. You know, I, I just, I, I always want to do something to help, and I just couldn't think of anything to do to help. And that was one thing I had access to, had resources for. So, Renee, how many, um, I know you said your printers are going 24 hours a day, basically. How long does it, t it take to print a mask or however many masks you print at a time? And then I know you're printing them in different sizes as well. So, Yes. I uh, print them in small, medium, and large. And for the most part, one mask on one printer takes small about three hours and 40 minutes and a large takes almost four hours to print one mask and so uh, it takes quite a bit of time but um you know i just keep them going and uh thankfully it takes four hours because i at least get that four hours sleep before i wake up <laughs> i was gonna say you're literally getting up every four hours literally getting up every um, and so I start them at the exact same time when I go to bed. So they'll all go off at the same time. And I can get up and just change it <laughs> one time. <laughs> um, it's That's been I'll tell you, I've learned a lot more about uh, medical personal protective equipment than I ever thought or cared to know about. Um, right. You know, had a lot of good, good feedback and input from the local uh, medical staff and first responders. Uh, let me know what could I I, what I could do to make the mask better, to make it seal better. Mm -hmm. um, so the first ones that went out were not that great. <laughs> um, <laughs> the feedback. But you've it. learned. You've <laughs> learned over the last 12 days. <laughs> How to do uh, podcasts on Zoom. Uh, uh, you learn from these things. And um, <laughs> tell you, I, I, feel, I feel really special to have access to these resources and um, you know, when I won the Extreme Classroom Makeover last year, I knew I wanted 3D printers. I knew that was at the top of my list and uh, had to have 3D printers because I've taught 3D uh, design to my students, and we have one printer to print all of their designs on. So, uh, so when we got these printers, I really had, I couldn't have even imagined doing a project like this. So it sounds like there was a reason you had to have these printers. I never got to introduce 3D printing. That was coming up after spring break. Never got to introduce oh, no. 3D 
How do you get the masks then to the personnel who need them? Okay, uh, good question. Uh, I had decided uh, that it would probably be best for me and for the healthcare worker not to have contact or as little contact as possible. Uh, so when they sure. order the mask, uh, we generally just use Facebook Messenger. I'll give them my address. I put a, a plastic tote out on my front porch uh, with a lid on it, and I put the mask or the extenders or whatever they're getting from me in a baggie with their name on it, and they can come okay. anytime they want and, and pick that up. Um, it's, it's pretty funny because I have my neighbor is a sheriff, and his wife is is a nurse at Park West, <laughs> and I saw him outside the other day, and I said, when you see all these cars in my, coming in and out of my driveway, I'm just nothing shady. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Um, so, Kayla, how I, – I know you and other folks on the K-12 team are printing the the ear guards, the mask extenders, so that the elastic bands don't basically rub the wearer's ear raw. How how did you get started? Why did you decide to do this? All of all, again, all of the things. How did you get here? Right. So I was um, talking to my children, uh, who you know we've been talking a lot about everything that's happening in the world right now. And one night we were talking about um, just some of the difficulties that the healthcare workers were having um, and, and problems that they were having. We have a couple of friends who I'd spoken to who are healthcare workers. And so I was telling uh, my kids about these, you know, these people that they knew. Um, and one of the things they were talking about was their ears being raw. So um, hours later, uh, we, my kids were in bed and I was, you know, like scrolling Facebook and I came across an article on Facebook about a Boy Scout who had a 3D printer and created a design to do the ear guard or the extenders in the back, um, which I thought was really great. It, here was this, you know, 12-year-old boy who had identified the same problem that I did um, that I had just spoken to my children about, but then was proactive and went and um, created his own design. Uh, so, and then he was um, sharing it, right? So it's, um, it's on a website, which is shareable and downloadable for anybody. So of course I went to the website and, um, and downloaded the file and started looking at it and looking at the feedback on the file and how there were um, all these comments from, from different people about how it could be better. And he was continuously iterating that, that design and fixing it and making it great. So I'm thinking like, why would I design something if, you know, here's this, this boy, he has already done a better job than what I could do with this design. So um, I got to thinking about it, and I thought, you know, we're um, our team. There, there are eight of us, and we're all working from home. But at work, we have tons of 3D printers. Um, and I thought, hmm, like, can I can I go get them? <laughs> can I go get those printers? Um, drive all over Knoxville, distributing these printers to my team. And can we not uh, use our resources uh, for for good as well? Um, so at that point, you know, I contacted the people. Um, in my chain that I needed to contact them, including you guys to see uh, if we could collaborate on, on that. And, uh, and it worked out. Uh, thankfully I was, um, because you know, we're, we're not allowed to go into the building at work right now. Um, so I was, uh, given permission, um, to go back into the building and spend a couple hours, uh, loading 3d printers, as many as I possibly could fit into my car. Um, I have a picture that I have to send you. 
um, and, and tons of 3D printing film and as much as I possibly, again, as much as I could fit so I could uh, distribute these things out to my team um, who have been printing uh, like Renee pretty much nonstop since we, um, since we got it all up and running. Um, we, unlike Renee, we're, we're just printing one thing, um, but we're printing a lot of them. Right. But we can print um, the ear guards. We can print uh, eight and eight in under three hours on each machine. So um, wow. we're, we're, we're kicking them out pretty quickly right now. Wow. And I know, Kayla, the plan is at this point that we'll take them to, I will, someone will take them to Prestige Cleaners to be distributed as part of the um, Knox Makes Masks project. Try saying that three times. Um, where there's a whole group of people selling um, medical masks for people and distributing them to healthcare workers all over the community. So um, they will have a home. Right. <laughs> Right, and that's actually if if people who are if listeners are local is a really interesting um, operation to look into, because instead of um, each person who is trying to help trying to find and make their own connections, um, they're centralizing it, and there's a whole right. request form for donations and also for pickups and needs. Um, so, whereas you know, in, if a lot of people have a connection to a healthcare worker who works in a location, but some people don't. And so it's hard to find a way to, um, to get connected. And for mm -hmm. us, if we're, we're able to make them at such a high volume, um, by the time I'm, I donate them to my local, um, hospital, uh, we might need, we might have more than that one local hospital needs. And so finding mm -hmm. the centralized, um, operation has been really, I think really good for us and what we're trying to do. Very exciting. And how many, Kayla, do you know at this point, how many is printed? Oh, I, I don't know. Um, so one of the things, if you know anything about 3D printing, um, and I know that Renee can relate to this, um, you know that 3D printers are very finicky. Uh, and um, so on, on my team, um, there, there are not very many people who are very good with um, the maintenance and fixing of 3D printers. So we're having some technical issues with several of our printers. Um, but I know that one person, um, you know, Jennifer's printer has been working almost perfectly. And in a couple of days she's done, uh, I think she said she had a couple, several hours ago, she had 167 just from oh, the one printer that she had. Um, so that's the one printer she had. And then, you know, we have, um, we have five different K-12 staff members who have one or more printers in their home, um, which are, are running and, and kicking these out. The, the ones who um, have their printers actually working. <laughs> um, so we're also learning. Uh, like Renee, right. She's learning new things. Um, we're also, uh, several people on, on my team are learning a lot more about 3D printing, and so are our kids. We're having an opportunity of, you know, not only talking about um, how printers work and how you can solve literally any problem, with a design of your own um, when you have something like additive manufacturing, uh, but also that you can have an impact, an immediate impact on, on the community in, in, in a situation where there is a problem or a need. Um, and 3D printing just is just a perfect, um, it's a perfect opportunity to do that because of the nature of, um, of, of design. So it's a learning opportunity for the printers, <laughs> the people <laughs> using the printers, <laughs> as well as potentially for students when, you know, and I know Kayla in the case of your kids, but Renee in the case of your students 
I'm assuming at this point next year um, to understand how they can use the technology um, to help the community. Exactly. And that's, you know, probably one of the biggest regrets I have from this is this, it'd be a great learning opportunity for my students. And, um, you know, I would love for, uh, for them to have their hands in this. It would just be mm-hmm. um, for them to do something like this, but you know, um, this gives me a, a, a place to go next year. You know, uh, who's to say they're not going to still need a mask when we get back in school or whatever. Um, sure. But I just, uh, that's the biggest regret I have is, you know, all five of them are here, and I'm the only one getting up in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but, one of the things, too, that I think about, Renee is thinking about like when I teach 3D printing to students and generally they want to, you know, they want to print a fidget spinner. They want to print something else and what an um, impactful time in their lives that this has been. And it really gives us as educators an opportunity to show a real tangible use of printing and problem solving that they can really relate to. Even when we go back, even if the masks aren't needed at that point, um, they right. can still really relate to the real world problem solving. That's right. That's right. And I, I sometimes have a, a hard time, you know, kind of trying to find something that we can do that relates to real-world problems. And um, so it really helps my mind to start thinking that way. And, uh, you know, just, just like, the, like the extenders you're talking about. I, I call them extenders. I, what did you call them, Matt? Um, whatever you're printing, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I think I call them extenders, too, or the ear protectors. Yeah, so just like those, you know, I have one printer. For some reason, that printer will not print over, like, a three-millimeter thickness. It just quits printing. And it's been doing this for several months now. And so that one printer is dedicated to making those straps because they don't need to be that thick. So I had that one printer that prints six straps at a time, takes an hour and 28 minutes, it prints six straps at a time, and that thing's been printing six straps at a time for 12 days now. And I'm up over 400 straps I've made just from that one printer. And, you know, I was just going to shut it down and not worry about it anymore. And I thought, why do that? I could do the straps on that. So, And then I had another printer that the whole school year – the touch screen would not work on it for some reason. It just, and it was shut down the whole year and I decided to bring it home with me. And since I had some time and thought maybe I can look at it, troubleshoot or whatever. And I plugged it in and it worked and they have been <laughs> for five days straight. I've only had one filament jam the whole time. And that is miraculous in itself. If you, if you know anything about 3d printing, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so it, I just feel like it's a thing that is meant to be, you know, um, and I, I'm excited about it. I want to keep doing it as long as I have filament and, you know, <laughs> which that's that gets pretty low too, doesn't it, Kayla? <laughs> it, sh- it sure does. We're, we're starting to run out ourselves. Yeah. Where are you getting your filament from? Is it just back stock that you've had or are you ordering <laughs> more? What, how know- are you guys handling that? Well, the... You know that thing called uh, Extreme Makeover, Classroom Makeover? In <laughs> well, yes, we've heard of it. <laughs> so, so this time last year, I was the fortunate 
person who won that money. So when I ordered my 3D printers, I ordered probably 30 rolls of filament. 25. Yes, I do remember that, Renee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, I didn't know that much about 3D printing. And I, I didn't realize that the longer you keep filament on the shelf open, it gets brittle and cracks and breaks and all that after a year or two. And so I opened all these beautiful colors, you know, when I got my printers and um, which they're not br brittle yet, but, um, but yeah, that's where I got the filament from. But now I'm, you know, getting to the point where I'm down to the uh, half rolls and three quarter rolls that were left. And, but I'll tell you, I have a wonderful, wonderful group of teachers I work with and they figured out I needed help. And I just today got a shipment of three more rolls of filament from teachers who ordered it and had it sent to my house. So, oh, my goodness. Pretty amazing. We are all in this together. I love it. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, Renee, if people need um, an N95 mask, which, you know, of course, they're very popular. And, of course, you have to be <laughs> medical personnel, first responder. Um, can they just reach out to you, send you a message? How do you want, send you an email, whatever? Facebook, um, Renee, Renee Powell, um, or send me an email, renee.powell at bluntk12.org. Uh, be happy to do that. Um, the, the, kind of the finicky part of the N95 or the size, is the sizing. Uh, it's, it's really kind of hard because you really <laughs> – you ask people what size they wear, and you know, not many people are the size of their face, you know. <laughs> right. Um, so sometimes, Do you, you have know, a large face them. or a medium yeah. face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes they'll get them, and, you know, they'll say, oh, I definitely wear a large when they really were, were small. And, um, so a lot, in many, many cases, I have given them one of each size and said, okay, take the one you need and then give the other two to someone else who can use them. Um, but but it's it's much I like I've had a nursing home contact me and she's just like I said can you get me sizes and it's a lot easier because it takes four hours to print one mask and um, she was like I don't know just just donate what you can to us <laughs> so you know wow. it's that makes it a little more difficult but um, you know it's working out and I've gotten now to where it's kind of weird I look at people's faces and ah you were a medium ah but you were a <laughs> <laughs> a new talent. <laughs> yeah, that's you know how back in the old days you go to the fair and they guess your weight. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Send Renee a picture and she'll guess your face size. <laughs> My goodness, Sorry. I love it. Um, so, and Kayla, for the ear guards um, extenders. Um, whatever we're calling them. Um, folks just need to reach out to Knox Makes Masks and we'll um, be getting our supply over to them. So um, Absolutely. that's probably the easiest way to go. Ladies, hey, is there anything else? Yeah, is one there more anything thing. else that you want to say? Yeah. yeah. On the, um, the face shields that I've started making, mm -hmm. there's a STEM teacher over at Clayton Academy. She's also making the face shields. And for the shield part, we're using the old transparencies that you, you use on oh, overhead protection. Yeah. Okay. So if there are any schools out there, I mean, like we had several boxes just laying around the school because nobody uses those anymore. And so sure. if there's any 
out there who have extras of those, we could sure use them over here in Blount County because we're trying to crank out all the masks we can because that seems to be a pretty popular item right now. And and uh, that and the straps. It seems like the straps and the, the face shields are the big thing right now. So anybody has any of those they want to donate to us over here in Blount County, we'd sure take them. Awesome. Well, hey, Renee. Hey, Renee. Yeah. Hey, Renee. Yes. I know that um, our ORAU K-12 team has some of those transparencies laying around um, oh, really? that I will get for you the next chance I get to go into the office. Yes, ma'am. That sounds great. I went I went today to the school <laughs> and started just digging in classrooms. I, I texted the teachers first and said, can I dig for your, you know, because we were. <laughs> so I found two boxes in my own classroom that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> wow. But thank that you, Mike, great. for having us on. And so, Renee, Renee for, the, for the face shield, so y'all are printing basically the holder for the transparency, is that right? Yes, we're printing the part that goes around your head, and then okay. um, the transparency goes on. There's, there's pegs that stick out of the top of the, the face shield holder, and you just use a little hole punch, hole punch it in, or however you, you can make it stick on, put a piece of elastic right. on the back. Uh, I've been using, cool. um, I've been using like a strip of weather stripping for the padding at, at the forehead, so you're not you having that filament right on your forehead. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Renee and Kayla, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about what you're doing to help um, medical personnel and first responders during this. Mm -hmm global pandemic um it's awesome and um we're very excited to let people know what you're doing so thank you for sharing your story jenna anything else no just wanted to say thanks for helping the community we uh we appreciate you and you know this is why we uh love our teachers and our k-12 people so much because you guys are so creative and you never cease to amaze us so <laughs> So thank you. <laughs> well, I, I, I got to say, you know, none of this would be possible for me without you guys being so active in the community and offering what you offer uh, as far as, you know, the contest and the support we get um, from ORAU. It's, it's just pretty amazing. And um, like I said before, I'd have never thought in a million years, three years ago, that I'd be sitting in my house with five 3D printers. You know, get up in the middle of the night. <laughs> but here you are, and you're helping people, and it's a wonderful thing. Thank you both so very much. All right, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU, and on Instagram at ORAU Together. If you like Further Together, the ORAU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast.